Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. Optimize performance through adapting your physical, psychological, and emotional state. When was the last time you had a really bad day? I mean a really, really bad day. In his bite-sized edition from episode number 46, Lisa Messenger explains how bad days are more common than we sometimes think. Lisa shares how even with all the highs she's had in her life, that this doesn't stop her from having bad days. Lisa also provides some techniques on how she deals with a bad day, as well as explaining how sometimes she believes the best thing you can do is just muddle through it. It is messy, but keep going, and you don't have to feel happy and up all of the time. You've spoken and written and podcasted and every medium openly about some of your battles with mental health. Uh, You gave up alcohol, congratulations, and I know you're so proud of that, you have an anniversary around that. And you've had some downs that have played out on the public forum as well. So when you're having a challenging time, what do you do? How is it different to the good day? Yeah, and thank you. I think that's really important to acknowledge. And yes, my anniversary, my fiance laughs at me because I remember all my anniversaries, (laughs) my business anniversary, 22nd of October, 2001, and my sobriety anniversary, which is the 8th of November, 2004. And that's just, for me, What I would say to anyone listening around that before I get to what I do on a down day, it's around how was I self-sabotaging? How was I keeping myself small? What was I using as a crutch? And kind of going back to the school side of things, and hopefully a lot of people listening will relate to this to some degree. Inside of me, I think I always knew that there was something ready to come out, some way to you know, make a mark in the world. And I felt I wasn't surrounded by people who really inspired me or, you know, allowed that to come out. So what I did was I drank and I partied and, you know, that kind of filled me up. But it was a very lonely, very depressing way to be. And, you know, I spent a lot of my 20s feeling very suicidal and it just was horrible. So I hit a complete rock bottom and that's what I chose to do. And, you know, just putting down the drink, people are like, amazing, not amazing. Like that was the start of the journey. Cause of course you put down the drink and then I had to deal with all the demons and why I was actually drinking. And so, you know, years and years of therapy and a number of different modalities. And I love all of that kind of thing. So on a bad day, you know, and it's hard when we're in that space where you just think having a pity party or actually for me, sometimes, you know, it really comes out as like real depression or anxiety or overwhelm. And, you know, even though ridiculously all these books in and, you know, I've been to AA, I've crawled through sweat lodges nude in Costa Rica. I've spent weeks at a time in Osho's meditation retreat in India, wearing purple ropes. I mean, you name it, I have done it right. Yet still on a bad day, I can really think, I don't want to get up. I don't want to do this. So this is when the tools and the toolbox are so important. And so I need to know what are my triggers and what's going to switch me out of this. So I freaking love dancing. I love dancing to Deep House. I love going to Groove On. So sometimes I'll just put on music and I'll be, you know, unashamedly just have a dance around my living room. It'll just shift me or I'll go for a run 
or I'll just get still and I'll get barefoot and I'll walk on the grass or on the sand in nature or I'll jump in the ocean. So whatever it is, and more often than not, it's really simple things that are free. I'll just do it, you know, just to shift. Now, the difference pre-starting to do the work on myself is I just would have spiraled into a deeper, deeper, darker hole. But now even when and despite feeling hideous, I kind of know, okay, this is just now, this is a chemical thing or this is, you know, a result of external triggers or whatever's going on for me. But I can now see the light and I know that it's just a temporary feeling. And so what I do is rather than sit with it for too long, I'll actually push myself out of it by something that I know will lift it. You know, the inside of me, sometimes my brain is fighting it. Nah, I just want to have a pity party today. Forget it. I don't feel like going for a run. I don't want to walk in nature. You know, the brain part of me, not the heady part of me will fight it, but I just have to, you know, shift. And sometimes it's okay to sit with it and cry and be in it and feel. I think that's important, but you've got to have the tools to shift you out of it, you know? Discomfort for a little period of time can be a massive motivator, a really good reflection point. But if you have a pity party for too long, in the end, it's only you because your family members get sick of you as well, right? So you're there, you're flying the pity party flag. But I want to commend you on two things. One is that sort of hearing that I put on my psychology hat and exercise physiology hat, you're showing a really high level of self-awareness, but also self-regulation. So you know the triggers to help you, whether it's nature, whether it's journaling, whether it's exercise, crazy dancing. You don't want to see me dance. It's a dubbo bob, Lisa. It's not really nice. But so you've obviously done a lot of work on that because a lot of business owners would look at someone like you and go, oh, 26 books she's done herself, 400 books collectively, 37 countries with her magazine and print all over social media. She's those Richard Branson, I'm going to talk about your phone index in a minute. It's ridiculous. But I think it's really nice for real people to hear from a real person who's worked out some of her demons and some of her challenges. And what you've got is a manual to actually put that into practice, both on a good day and a challenging day. That takes a lot of work. That takes challenge and pain and struggle but commend you for doing it, right? Because you've got to dig deep. And I think sometimes people look at you and I'm sure they say, hey, you're so successful. Has it always been easy? It's not easy. And I mean, every single day, I also do all sorts of other um, wacky kind of rituals. Some of them are just visualizations. Like the other day I was um, feeling quite angry and frustrated around something. And so some of my stuff is quite wacky, but I've taught myself to visualize and just get really still in a meditation state and actually imagine like kind of black oozy, horrible stuff coming out of my skin and like letting it go. So I do all sorts of really simple exercises that I've taught for me. And what I would say is, you know, listen for the similarities, not the differences, because some people listening will be like, oh, that's really cool. I'm going to try that. Other people will be like, oh my gosh, she's so wacky. That's so out there. So I'm just like, I love dipping in and out of different modalities and continuously seeking and learning and expanding. And I think that's important. I mean, I would say I'm pretty spiritual. I'm not necessarily religious, but if a friend says, come to a church service, I'm like, yeah, I'm there. Like I just challenge myself and push myself and become a little bit counterintuitively purposely out of my comfort zone on a daily basis, just to keep learning. What are my triggers? What supports me? What are the tools that I can dip into? What makes me feel good when things are really off kilter and feeling discombobulated? Because it happens, you know, often. 
Hi again, it's Andrew, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence Podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including Matchfit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM Edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.